0: You're listening to SPHERA Now, a podcast for environmental health, safety, and quality professionals around the globe. This is brought to you by SPHERA, the largest global provider of integrated risk management software and information services, with a focus on environmental health and safety, operational risk, and product stewardship. Now, let's get started.
1: Welcome to the SPHERA Now podcast. I'm James Taranity, Editor-in-Chief of Spark Magazine. Today's guest is Christy Rawlinson, the Head of Marketing Communications at Striver a VR technology company that works with major clients like Walmart and Southern California Edison for virtual reality training. This is one of a series of podcasts focused on VR, AR, and workplace safety. Thank you so much for joining us today, Christy. Um, So tell me a little bit about uh, Striver's history. I understand that you started sort of doing football training with VR, and can you tell me a little bit about how it's evolved into um, an enterprise application?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Striver was born as a company about a little over three years ago, um, and it was incubated out of the Virtual Human Interaction Lab at Stanford. Um, Our founder, Derek Belch, uh, was a former um, Stanford football player. Um, He had left to get his graduate degree um, in Southern California and then came back to Stanford to do some coaching uh, with his former coach, David Shaw. And as part of that process, he also came back to Stanford to get his master's and do his master's thesis around virtual reality. So he paired up with uh, a co-founder. Um, He's another co-founder of Striver, Jeremy Balenson He's well renowned in the in the VR world, sure. um, and he manages the Virtual Human Interaction Lab over at Stanford. So Derek and Jeremy got together and explored the use of virtual reality um, for training football players. And so that's really where the idea was born and how the application of VR for immersive learning and training um, came to be.
1: Great. And so how did it evolve from there? When uh, You started off, like we said, talking about uh, football applications, but you've kind of branched out a lot from there. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
0: Um, absolutely so um, like I said we started um, with the Stanford football team and, and quickly grew from there where Derek and Jeremy and a few others that were initially involved in the creation of driver took um, took the product around to uh, other collegiate football teams as well as NFL teams and other sports um, so that was really kind of the the expansion in the initial year um, shortly thereafter we um, Walmart, as you know, is one of Driver's customers. Mm-hmm. They are also an Arkansas football fan, <laughs> or a set of fans, and uh, they are very close um, to, uh, located in Bentonville. they're very close to the Arkansas University of Arkansas, so they, they paid a visit. A couple of the folks from their innovation team and operations team paid a visit just to kind of check out what the football team was doing um, on the training side, and ran across uh, this virtual reality um, experience that they were using to help uh, train their quarterbacks and were super interested and had discussions with Derek about how this might be applicable to the enterprise and how they might take the same concept in uh, improving human performance uh, to Walmart Associates. And so there the idea was born and we started partnering and working with Walmart about 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you've seen the The recent news uh, back in September that we announced, uh, Walmart is actually now taking uh, virtual reality training to all 47, approximately 4,700 stores across the U.S., uh, which will reach uh, in 2019 about a million um, of their employees.
1: That's really cool. And so I've seen some of the videos on that, but are they using it at all for compliance and safety um, training?
0: So there, uh, there are a number of mod- modules that we've worked with Walmart to create. Um, I would say the majority of them are around customer service and how their employees interact with their customer, as well as how they ensure that they are ready, um, store readiness, and you know prepared for uh, events like Black Friday. So those are mainly what we've done with them. We've also done some things on the soft skill side mm-hmm. with Walmart, where we have... Um, worked with hiring managers to uh, improve skill sets around hiring and onboarding of employees. Um, so that's been another exploration that we've done with them as well.
1: Okay. Is there a data tracking element to the v- VR technology?
0: Absolutely. It's, it's a part of our um, company and, and uh, areas of our, our research that we are constantly um, spending time in. Um, we have uh, cognitive and behavioral scientists as a part of our uh, development team, and they take a look, they take a really close look at the data that's gathered um, through these training experiences. And as they are able to gather data, whether it's usage data by employee or um, tracking data in terms of behavior and um, and uh, performance uh, within certain modules, they're able to take that data Um, analyze it and turn it back to our customers so that they can then make decisions about how to improve improve performance or to see how employees are performing or not performing so that they get the end result that they want to do and the impact on their business.
1: Do you have any examples of that?
0: We have a number of case studies on our website. I'd be happy to share those with you. I think if you take a look at, I know you've uh, asked about safety. If you take a look at that as a use case overall, um, you know Tyson is one of our customers, and they have actually um, implemented um, Striver um, in Tyson the pilot food form company. I'm
1: sorry, Tyson the yes, food company. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: Tyson Foods, um, where they, um, you know, they have employees that are working on the line, um, you know, and dealing with sharp objects and and things as they're as they're processing chicken, and you can imagine that accidents happen. So mm-hmm. they have uh, deployed you know, a pilot version of VR training for their frontline employees. And um, they've actually seen and been quoted as, as saying that they've seen a 20% decrease in the accidents and injuries um, uh, taking place uh, in their factory. Really? So you can imagine getting that kind of data and then being able to apply that to, you know, more employees, um, how you can improve processes overall, et cetera, um, mm-hmm. is super important for enterprises as they as they focus on learning and development for their workforce.
1: That's very cool. And I saw a quote from a Walmart executive saying that they found that their knowledge retention is 10 to 15 percent greater um, during training with VR. Why do you think that is, or what do your um, what does your data say about that?
0: Yeah, so when we initially um, rolled out versions of the modules, a number of the modules to the training academies that, that Walmart has across the country, they they provided um, surveys and courses to an associates that had gone through uh, training, kind of the way that they were doing it before, and then they provided the same test to um, employees that were going through training in VR. And they compared the scores across um, each of those uh, sets of people and found that um, the folks that had gone through the VR training um, uh, retained uh, the experience and the learnings and the knowledge um, of the on-the-job performance. Um, you know, those percentages better than the ones that didn't. So they they saw and they saw immediate impact. They saw the results mm-hmm. um, and then you know decided then to to make it available. Initially, it was just available to their managers through their academies. They have 200 academies across the U.S. And that was one the key, key reasons they decided to expand their use of VR training and take it, uh, you know, to all 4700
1: stores. Very cool. And just to circle back a little bit, you mentioned Tyson, but I also saw a tweet from one of your other clients, Southern California Edison, saying that you, they're using your technology to improve safety. Can you give me a few details about that or can you give a little insight into that?
0: Yeah, I can't talk too much about what they're doing yet, but I do know that they will be uh, sharing their story here in the very, very near future. And so we'll be able to kind of get some of those details and, and share, share a little bit more about what they're doing on the safety side using VR training um, as well. So I look forward to, to sharing that with you guys.:
1: Perfect. That sounds great. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about the person, pers- I can say, can't say it, personalization capabilities of your software? I believe, and I could be wrong, that you can kind of tailor the results toward the individual using the program. Is that not true?
0: Yeah, we have done some of that um, on the soft skills side. So if you think about um, customer service, for example, and um, you know we worked with, with companies that want to uh, help their customer service reps develop more empathy around how they treat and interact with their customers. Um, on the other end of a phone line, so they're not necessarily looking at the the customer and getting that you know human um, feedback, um, and so rather they're they're just getting one or two word answers. Um, so we've developed some soft skill um, uh, modules for for those customers that can then put their employees in the headset. And what, what they do is the first half of the experience is the incoming call and kind of learning a little bit about what the line of questions might be. And then the flip side of that experience is you're sitting inside the caller's home or the caller's office, and you're learning kind of what's going on behind the scenes. It may be, you know, an older woman that doesn't quite know how to use a computer, so she doesn't know how to get access to her account information, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So, Tying that empathy to the experience um, for these workers um, has been super powerful. And in terms of uh, your, your, the origin of your question around tailoring it or personalizing it to the experience I'm going through, mm-hmm. we do a little bit of what you call branching. So based on the answer I provide to the, the question that's being uh, put, you know, given to me in the headset, um, it will take me down a different path. So here's another example on the soft-scale side. If I am really learning how to have a difficult conversation and having to fire somebody on my team, um, we've developed modules to help train managers how to do that effectively. Um, You know, you get different responses from every single person that you would probably have to sit down with and and have a difficult conversation with. So we've done enough branching to where, based on my response and their response, it's able to be tailored you know, a little bit, I won't say 100%, but mm-hmm. tailored and personalized based on on the interactions with each other, with with the uh, experience.
1: Is that sort of um, similar to what AI does?
0: Yeah, I think um, there are definitely, definitely some parallels there. Um, you know, the One of the differences uh, is, you know, there there is some restraint in terms of developing a a specific script. I mean, at the end of the day, we're trying to uh, teach people how to do something a certain way, and you know, the 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 people that know how to train best and know what content works and know what the result is that they want to achieve um, with these folks that are going through the experiences. You know, there's some some leading um, mm-hmm. that happens, and and some you know formalized thought that goes around that. So it's not free form in a way that it's like learning from me. Um, you know, again, like I said, at the end of the day, this is training. So sure. we are training people to do things in a certain way.
1: And is there any thoughts at Striver of moving into augmented reality or mixed reality?
0: Yeah, you know, we we at Striver talk about um, delivering immersive learning experiences. Um, you know, through different uh, technologies. Right now, the the most relevant and effective we have found is VR. Um, That's not to say that, you know, a couple years from now, AR will be um, the the next, um, AR or AI might be the the next form or channel we deliver the training through. Um, But immersive learning is what we're all about. We develop the the science you know we know the science behind it we develop the experiences and whatever mechanism we're able to deliver that through and is most effective and powerful that's what we're going to focus on and currently as i said it's, it's through virtual reality right now
1: yeah because i can just imagine kind of using a headset if you're working say in a factory and you have an ar component to it and all of a sudden there's some sort of hazard the software could actually alert you to what's what could happen uh, I I, I, find, I find that as a good application for potential safety.
0: Yeah, no, I, it's it's funny you say that. I was just in a conversation with our CEO um, this week talking about that exact vision. Well, I was eavesdropping. Kind of closed, <laughs> closed just, just kidding. Um, you know, today we're training. Uh, tomorrow, you know, they'll they'll be that intelligence to close the loop on um, really uh, proposing and, and, and helping you as you're performing on the job. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, experiences.
1: Yeah. And I saw a quote from your CEO where he said, VR, when done right, is a complete immersion that leads to mental transportation to another place. Your brain should feel like it's somewhere else despite where your body is. So when is VR done right and when is VR done wrong?
0: <laughs> that's a that's a good question. Um, and like I said, we have a lot of a lot of thoughtful experience that goes into making sure that you know what we develop for our customers is VR done right. Um, you know, we do a lot of uh, most I would say you know 90% of our experiences are 360-degree video, standing in place. So we don't do a lot of uh, you can imagine you've either been in a headset you know in a in a virtual reality game or seen the movie Ready Player One or been on a virtual roller coaster and. Get that sense of nausea and all of that sort of thing. Sure. Um, so, you know, there are a lot of uh, instances we've seen that you know, is VR done done wrong. But you know, what we have found is that if you do it right, uh, like Derek had mentioned in the quote, you your brain transports you to where you are in the headset, regardless of where your body physically is at the time. Um, and if the the quality of the video, if the um, the the stitching together of the video is, is done right, that's exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, we've we've had um, you know, three three years of experience doing this and, and started on the field in football where there's a lot of movement, there's a lot of quick decision-making that has to happen, and if the quarterback doesn't feel like he's sitting there in front of his line, you know, we're not doing our job right.
1: Yeah, and how hard is it to get buy-in from, say, older workers who look at this technology and say, oh, that's some video game. I'm not playing a video game. How, how hard is it to get um, people to try it on and to use it?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, we initially, um, you know, we've, we've, we've built a, a process behind this and we've really spent a lot of time figuring out what the formula is to, to get people to buy into it, understand it and see the power in it um i think you know you immediately put, you put on the headset you immediately see the magic and then it doesn't take long for folks to to really um you know buy into it and believe in it um we've had very rare i would say maybe 1% of, of the you know thousands and thousands of times we've done this that we've had um issues with people you know not not understanding it or not wanting to to jump in i think mm-hmm. The way that you roll it out, the process and the methods and the communication you use to kind of share what this is and what it can help you do, um, I I think is important. You know, we also, um, with a lot of uh, what we've done, uh, is spent time um, rolling out VR experiences to employees that really haven't um, gotten quite the attention and investment in their career development. So if you think about factory workers and mm-hmm. such, I mean, a lot of those folks today are trained with manuals. Um, so they haven't really seen innovation in the way that they learn or investment from companies in, in their overall de- development and being able to reskill those people um, has shown a lot of excitement. So we really haven't seen a lot of pushback or skepticism on our side.
1: That's great. And um, tell me about where you think VR is in, in terms of training. Is it? Are we at the peak point? Are we getting there? How far along are we?
0: Yeah, you know, I would say we're at a really important inflection point. I think, you know, with, with the Walmart announcement and the decision um, of the Fortune 1 company deciding to roll this out to every single store across the U.S., um, you know, it's, it's getting the attention and the interest, um, and the real world application that I think is, is making this and validating this on the enterprise side. I think there's still a lot of people out there, so I think this is a, you know, this is a, the edge of the tipping point. There's still a lot of people out there that think the VR is for gaming only. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, not something that, that, <laughs> you know, would be utilized in an enterprise. But yeah. I think, you know, if, you, if you're if you paying attention to companies like Walmart and what they're doing, um, you know, to transform and innovate on the learning side, then I think, you know, a lot of eyebrows are being raised and a lot of interest is is being raised as well. And it's really, like I said, just the kind of the tipping point of, of where we see this going.
1: Great. And one more question. This is a little bit off topic from my article, but I noticed that Jeremy had a quote recently where he said, I believe virtual reality is a powerful tool that can help the environment in so many ways, and a lot of what we talk about here is environmental performance and sustainability. So I think that's a really cool and interesting um, way to learn about uh, way to learn about the environment with VR. Can you talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I think um, this kind of goes back to empathy training. Um, you know, Jeremy, as I mentioned earlier, runs the Virtual uh, Human Interaction Lab at Stanford, and he's got a number of experiences that he and his team have developed. Um, uh, And one in particular comes to mind uh, when you talk about kind of our effect on the environment and how you can really generate empathy and potentially change behavior Mm -hmm. uh, based on experience that you go through. So the one that comes to mind is he's, he's taken a number of people through an experience where they're actually physically cutting down a tree Mm -hmm. and they're um, immersed in that. So immersed in that experience that they are feeling and um, seeing kind of the, the tree get cut down, fall down, the the immense size of it. You know, you're standing underneath it and looking up, seeing the beauty and all of that. You cut it down and see kind of the leaves change and it die and all of that. And the reason he put this together was then he did a study following that to see um, how many of the people that went through that experience actually used less paper, um, you know, they empathize with, you know, what you're doing on a daily basis when you use, um, you know, reams of paper, um, you know, in, in essence, it's killing trees. Yeah. And by tying that empathy to what it's like to cut down a tree and take a tree from a forest, um, yeah, there's been really interesting studies that we've done around things like that uh, that, that help tie, you know, a feeling of your human impact on the environment
1: yeah the one i saw was he was talking about going down into the ocean so it's a similar concept but it's very cool Yeah, exactly um just real quickly if you would look into your crystal ball where do you see vr going in terms of safety training
0: where do i see it going in terms of safety
1: safety training or safety applications even
0: safety training got it um you know uh it's it's definitely one of the biggest use cases that we've seen gain traction um, on the enterprise side. And I think it, it probably has one of the most wide scale applications in the enterprise. Um, if you look across our customer our current customer base there, I would say, you know, 70% of, of the experiences we've developed have been around uh, safety and how important it is Uh to train your employees in a way that they retain the information, um, so that when they do their on when they're on their job, performing super important things like checking the landing gear on an airplane,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, if they if they don't know exactly what they're looking for or haven't been trained in the right way, I don't know about you, but I would not want to get on that airplane. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: no, no, keep me away um, from that airplane too. <laughs> right.
0: So yeah, so yeah, I think the of of training these people and, you know, especially in jobs where there's high turnover rates um, Mm -hmm. and the number of repetitions you have to go through um, to train new employees on the exact same thing you trained, you know, five others on two weeks ago. Uh, You know, being able to consistently and on demand uh, uh, do safety training, I think it's super important and can have a super big impact on a number of industries.
1: Well, I appreciate your time today, Christy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This concludes this episode of Sphera now. For more content on topics such as these, we encourage you to visit sphera.com, s p h e r a.com. While there, feel free to click contact and submit feedback on this podcast or suggest topics you'd like to see us cover. Thank you and have a great rest of your day.